Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Right the truth! I'm gonna make him an offer, Captain. I'd buy that for a dollar. Hasta la vista, baby. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients. That's not important right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. Hello and welcome to the brand new podcast called Creative Control, brought to you by Zito's Gang. We love talking about movies here at Zito's Gang and we have over 100 podcasts under our belt. We wanted to bring you an additional show to do something a little bit different and we're going to, in these episodes, take a particular movie, franchise or subject and go in depth on that, discussing how if we had Creative Control, what we'd do with the story and how we'd cast those characters. We'll potentially look at movies historically and say how we would have made them and changed them and correct the mistakes of the past. This is just an editor's note for our first episode that this was recorded prior to the DC Fandom announcements made in August 2020. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Creative Control, the brand new podcast brought to you by Zito's Gang, where we reshape cinema for the better. I'm your host, Kenan Ackler, and thank you very much for joining us on episode one. Uh, on each episode, we're going to discuss in our expert opinions that if we had creative control, how we would shape a future movie project or correct mistakes of the past. So joining me on today's uh, first episode is fellow Zito Gang star, Neil. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, also today we have Chris, um, Andreas and Alex. And Andreas and Alex is the first time doing a podcast with you two gentlemen. So thank you very much. I'm sure you bring incredible insights. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, right, so today's episode is all about the DC Extended Universe. Um, so if you had creative control, what would you do with the DCEU, and in particular, the members of the Justice League? So we're going to go over, and first we'll start with Andreas. Right, so uh, first, right. Okay, well, the thing with the DCU is, for me, it's a mess. It, I mean... I don't think you could dispute that because Warner Brothers have reacted from the beginning and I still feel like they're reacting. I mean, they kind of, you know, Zack Snyder was the architect of the vision. It started with Man of Steel. That was the, the first, really, of the DCU. And then we had Batman versus Superman. Um, and then it started all going wrong. It, it culminated, apart from Wonder Woman, which was a success, it culminated in the Justice League, something that should have been, you know, one and a half billion dollar grossing film, and it just didn't do the numbers, and it was it was sort of a Frankenstein of a movie. So then they started sort of finding their feet a bit with Walter Hamada coming in, and 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 they started sort of focusing on these uh, individual movies, which were gaining success somewhat. I mean, um, Aquaman, although I personally despise the movie, made over a billion. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're going to... So really, it was a success, whether I liked it or not. Um, Joker, which was, for the money they put in, a huge success and probably my favourite of the um, of the DC universe. Um, and Shazam, which got, you know, really good reviews and was an enjoyable movie. So I kind of thought, all right, they're, they're sort of 
that's the direction they're going. They're just going to make these individual movies, and I think it's working, and not try and focus on tying it all in. But then the reaction started coming again, one with the Zack Snyder cut because of fan pressure. I think, you know, HBO Max, AT&T, who own Warner Brothers, saw an opportunity there. They need content. So that's kind of like a, a bit of a, you know, it's like a sort of like wrench in the works type of thing because they moved past that and they're trying to sort of move forward. And that's sort of been brought up now. And, and, and so that, that's happening. Okay, it's HBO Max. It's something different than, than what they're putting out in the cinema. So you can sort of separate it. But at the same time now, with the news of they're bringing back Burton, Michael Keaton, Batman, who um, from the rumours, and they're not confirmed. I mean, he's not confirmed to sign on. They're using him to sort of do a Batman Beyond. Yeah. The hope is he signs on. Tim Burton directs a Batman Beyond movie and uh, they sort of tie in that thing and I, I know he's going to be introduced in the Flash movie which is where and, and it kind of introduces a multi-verse mm-hmm. now I know it, this could work in terms of their thing could be like comic books different stories different iterations different characters different versions different dimensions but what I'm saying is is your, and, and for the nerds and for people that read comics, they'll sort of get it because they're, they're sort of comfortable with that. But for the average film goer, for the people that don't read comics, that go to watch Marvel movies and sort of get it and like have gone with the story, is it going to confuse them? Like, is your average person going to understand when there's Ben Affleck's Batman on HBO Max, coming back in Zack Snyder's. You've got Matt Reeves' Batman uh, with Robert Pattinson, and now you're going to have an older Batman, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe that's their, their thing, that's what they're going for, and that's what's going to separate them from Marvel, and it will be this mad, colourful thing of different stories and, 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 uh, and different adventures and different iterations. But personally... When I talk to people that aren't comic book heads or understand or didn't watch the animated series, they're just confused. And it depends what they're trying to do. What I would personally do is I would have, as interested as I was, as I am in the Snyder Cut, and I will be the first to watch it, although, you know, um, Justice League let me down, Batman versus Superman, although I had some really cool stuff in it um Affleck's sort of turn as Batman I thought was amazing Cavill is an amazing Superman yeah but just generally the film uh, I just I can't re-watch it I can never re-watch the film I could put on the warehouse scene and the opening and the actual fight between them and then I just watch it from start to finish I I can't I've seen the the cinema version the the extended version Mm -hmm. and I just I've tried I can't watch it again so what I would do is I would just focus on standalone films for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is my opinion. I would have a Henry Cavill Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could tie it in loosely with a few nods to characters, sort of the way Shazam did. Shazam did, yeah. He deserves a good 
Superman movie. I like Man of Steel, do not get me wrong, that was an introduction for me. It was just an introduction. He became Superman and then Zod came and, and he didn't really get that Superman moment, i.e. Christopher Reeve catching you know, uh, Lois Lane from the building and everyone's seen him for the first time. Or even like returns with the airplane. Yes, with the airplane. That's the Superman moment. And that's what I felt was missing. And he never got it in Batman vs Superman. There was a montage of him doing some some good stuff, but he never got his moment. So Mm. I'm saying Henry Cavill, Superman movie. Yes. Keep it sort of standalone. He deserves it. Get a good director. I know there's rumours J.J. Abrams is going to do it. But anyone like Christopher McQuarrie or you know, Travis McKnight or, 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 or um, Brad Bird, who did Incredibles. I mean, you know, someone that could bring that. It's not going to be like Christopher Reeve's 1970s Superman, because we're not in that era anymore. There has to be something modern and relevant to it, but it has to, ha- you know, it has to have that spirit. Yeah. So, yep, I'd go with that. I'd go with the, the Suicide Squad. You know, I trust James Gunn. I know he's going to do so. He's just the king of of bringing together these oddball characters and throwing them in a good movie. I'm super excited about Matt Reeves' Batman. I was really excited about that, uh, you know, and I love Ben Affleck, but I was like, okay, Matt Reeves, what he did with the eight movies was genius. You know, that, I know he didn't do the first, no. but Caesar is, after Rocky, Caesar is my favorite movie character. You know, and that's saying a lot. He goes Rocky, and then I've surpassed everyone else with, a motion capture eight yeah. because that's how much I bought into that. So I was really like, you know, I'm up for that. So and and as much as I didn't like Aquaman, they'd be foolish not to make a sequel. It made a lot of money. So yeah, go ahead, do your Aquaman. I, I heard they haven't confirmed James Wan's directing. I know it's producing it. Mm-hmm. The last I read, anyway. Um, the Flash. Yep, again a standalone. Um, I'd go with that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recast Ezra Miller. No. I heard he's really difficult to work with. The last, that, you know, attacking the fan. Mm-hmm. It, uh, and this is where the stick in the works comes back because, yeah, I'm saying do that clean break, but we're going to see him in, in, in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, but so I would... Man, same with Wonder Woman. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's but hard to separate them. It's hard to separate them. I'm not going to say re recast Wonder Woman. She was great. Wonder Woman was a, a success, apart from the, the third act, which turned a bit sort of standardy. It was a, such a great, emotional, brilliant film. Um, so with Flash, I would recast. I mean, I watched a film called The High Point with an actor called Kelvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. And I thought he'd make a brilliant Flash. He's excellent. Um, Andy Muschietti's directing it, so he's a good director. But if you're about Christina Hodgson writing it because I didn't like Birds of Prey, I just it was empty, it was hollow. I, I just was watching. Yeah, I watched it for the week. first time two, two, three days ago. What did you yeah. think of it? It's. I don't think it knew what it wanted to be, so yeah. I didn't go yeah. along for the ride. I just, yeah, it wasn't for me. Um, so yeah, so the sign of the times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Neil, we'll move on. So, Neil, what do you, what would you do with uh, the DCU? Oh gosh, <laughs> Ray. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm one of the few people who who really like. I thoroughly enjoyed Man of Steel. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it had problems, but 
you know, like I'm going to, I'm going, when I see films like that, I love comic books. I love, absolutely love them. But for me, it's like when I go to see a film, I, I, I always like the quote from Frank Miller. He said, when I go to see, you know, like if I'm reading a book or if I go to see a, a Superman film, I don't want to see him with sweat patches under his arm. I want to see him fly. Mm-hmm. And I think with what Snyder was doing with Man of Steel, with um, BVS and with what he intended for Justice League, I think he was doing a great job. Obviously, we live in a, in a world where film studios are always kind of trailing behind each other. The second the new big shiny toy comes out everybody's trying to recreate that and I think what he was trying to do where he was trying to envision no like let's keep it dark all right they can be all light and happy-go-lucky as they want let's keep our shit a little bit more serious a little bit darker a little bit more edgy and I think really and truly it's just people were more kind of geared up to the happy, happy-go-lucky, oh, Marvel's full of jokes. It's cool to like Marvel, you know? Your parents can enjoy a Marvel film, whereas, you know, you've got Superman cracking somebody's neck at the end of, of, of Man of Steel, and they're like, wait, what? And it's like, oh, here's a Batman who never kills, but here's a Batman who murders everyone. And it's like suddenly everybody was just like, no, no, I can't handle this. I don't like it. Oh, it's so dark. It's so dark. And I was like, yeah. I didn't have a problem like, with Batman none of that. That yeah, even Nolan's, even yeah. Nolan's trilogy was quite dark in that sense. Yeah. You know, it had a yeah, few humorous moments. The casual fan, I, mean, I see what um, you're saying. Yeah, but see, for me, I, like, I've, I've said it many a times before, as a trilogy of films, the Nolan trilogy is brilliant. As a trilogy of Batman films, they are, uh, they are poor. They are Thank you. Poor. See, I, I the Neil, man, I've been poor. saying this. Keep going, yeah. keep going. It, because it's like, uh, as a, a Batman fan, I'm like, okay, so hold on. So this guy leaves Gotham at a certain age for years, trains his body, his mind, his intellect, does everything he can to become basically the ultimate human. Comes back to his city, decides he's going to fight crime. He's going dis- to fight crime, but on his terms. He's not going to stoop to their level and murder people. He's going to fight crimes on his level. And you're telling me that the woman who basically made him the side piece, you know, she friend zoned him, she dies, and he's like, well, I can't do it no more. Like, your parents were <laughs> murdered in front of you as a child, but this girl who's going to get with someone other than you, deciding that, you know, her dying is what stops you being Batman. Yeah, it's, the one thing, it's the one thing about Nolan's films. He would, nev- he would never have quit. Period. Yeah, and, on <laughs> and then, same, same with Rises. He would never would have gone off for his happy ending. <laughs> he would. Yeah, he, he would never, he's never Batman till he's dead, basically. You know. Yeah, and and it's like even other things you can pick holes in it, but that's story for another time. But yeah. just for me, it's poor. I mean, Batman Begins was brilliant, but second we got to the Dark Knight, as brilliant as a film it is, is it's not great. Now, what I would do, like you know, given the almighty powers. I'm like, okay, first thing I'm doing, I'm walking into the Warner Brothers office with a paintball gun and I'm spraying the place silly. I'm like, everyone <laughs> who had a hand in BVS Justice League, I'm like, what's your name? Uh, it's not Zack Snyder? Yep. Full, full, fully unload the clip. Uh, Zack Snyder is the only one who's safe. But then what I would say is, so what I would do, right. Wonder Woman 2 is coming out. Mm-hmm. Leave that as it is. 
the Snyder Cut, we know that comes out basically next year. Mm-hmm. So I say the Snyder Cut, it comes out. I always have high hopes for, for that. I believe it's going to be amazing. So I was like, okay, so the, the Snyder, Snyder Cut comes out. What we do with that was use that as our point going forward. So whatever he envisioned is what we're going to see. Mm-hmm. So we leave it as that. From what, I, from what I gather, the end of it was the Justice League see dark side and they're like, well, shit, that's what we got to worry about. Stephen Wolf was nothing. Mm-hmm. We have that as the, the point, but it's like, have it at a moment of, all right, we know this is the problem, so we kind of got to start gearing ourselves towards it. But we have that. We've got Wonder Woman 2 that comes out. It does this thing. Uh, ben Affleck was gearing up to do The Batman, and it was supposed to be Batman versus um, Deathstroke. Yeah. That happens. That movie happens. I don't care if they're like, oh, but Affleck needs rehab. I'm like, look, give him enough money <laughs> that rehab is faster. Right? Put, him back in, put him back in the gym. Yeah, put him in the gym. In fact, use that. I'll be like, all right, you need to get, you know, you want to get rehab, you want to get better, go to the gym, work out, get yourself to be double as big and double as, as tough and as powerful as you were in BVS. Do that twice. They built a basketball court for Michael Jordan for Space Jam. They can do a gym for Ben Affleck. Exactly, right? So we do that. We have the Batman versus Deathstroke movie. Uh, and what we do is we'll utilize that all the characters we have, we, we keep them going. So we say that, you know what, Lex Luthor knows who Batman is. Lex Luthor knows who Superman is. So we use it that Lex Luthor sends Deathstroke to kill Bruce Wayne, i.e. Batman. That's how we get that movie running, right? It's like, it's a job, it's a hit, send him off. Um, Aquaman 2, that's supposed to happen, keep it happening, right? As we said, it's a film that it grossed so much money that whether you love it or you hate it, it's idiotic to not make another one. So we make that movie, we keep that movie going. Um, here's where I start to get real. So I want a Deathstroke solo movie, and I want the guy who did the raid, Gareth Edwards. Yeah, there was there was rumors that he was going to do that. Yeah, there was I'm, rumors that he was going to do that one stage. He that's picked it. it to me. That I want that. Mm-hmm. I want that to happen. I want that Deathstroke solo movie. We have that. Then I want a Green Lantern movie. I want a green, a proper solid Green Lantern movie. Cast whoever you like. I have my ideas, but I was like, you cast whoever you like as the Green Lantern, whether it's John Stewart, whether it's it's Hal oh, Jordan. Cool. Mm-hmm. cool. We'll know, come back to the casting ideas. Yeah. yeah. You, you cast whoever you need to cast. But you get that movie done. The point of that movie is to introduce space, right? We have Atlantis, we have Underwater, we have Themyscira, we have the Amazons. Mm-hmm. We know space is real because we have Superman and we've had Zod and so we know that, but we need to really introduce space, introduce the Green Lantern Corps, introduce other races, what's floating around in space, treat it like you did the Guardians of the Galaxy and the MCU. Yeah. We introduce space. Mm-hmm. Neil, can I ask a question? Where's yeah. Darkseid and uh, Steppenwolf? They're, they're from another planet, right? Are they from some sort of other... No, they're from another planet, from Apocalypse. Okay. Apocalypse, yeah. yeah. But yeah. We, we introduce that movie, and then what we use is we use that, and we say, oh, okay, Hal Jordan or, or Guy Gardner, hell, we could even have both of them, right? They come to Earth, they come after the Justice League, and they're like, look, 
Darkseid is has basically decided Earth is the, is his dinner plate. He's coming for it now. So we need to sort this out right here, right now. Cool. That jumps us into Zack Snyder's vision of Justice League 2, which I, if I'm remembering it correctly, it was basically that the Justice League go off the dark side. They don't wait for him to come. They to go them. to Apocalypse, I think, to yeah. fight him there before he comes to oh. Earth. Yeah. yeah. Have that movie exactly as he envisioned it. They go there, they get their ass kicked. That's it. Right? Mm-hmm. The end of it, you know, people will say, oh, but that's too much like Infinity War. For the money that Infinity War did and for the uh, uh, freaking the impact that was. the ending mm-hmm. had, right? I'm like, we can have that. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the fact that Snyder really and truly had it before the wider general public even knew Infinity mm-hmm. War was going to go the way it did. Yeah. You have every excuse you need, but you make it through Justice League 2, ends on downer. They lose. Mm-hmm. Justice League 3 is that whole nightmare sequence, right? Or maybe not the whole film is the nightmare sequence, but maybe it's like, it's the nightmare sequence and then it's leading back to them sending Barry back in time. Barry goes back in time. He sees Bruce. We connect the dots from BVS, line it all up nicely. They, they, they win, so they get to reset it. However, what I would have is I would have my, as much as I love him, Affleck, Batman, you die. That's the that's the final kick. Yeah. Is you die. The next movie after that Justice League is Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Have that Flashpoint movie, and maybe it's because of everything that's happened. It's you know Barry's like okay, well I have to go back in time because if I can sort this out in the correct way, then I can save everybody. Yeah, because it ties in for the fact that when Ben Affleck's Batman recruited him, he gave him yeah. that. He gave him the friends and the family that he needed and wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman's whole point of bringing Superman back was he couldn't live with the guilt that Superman died, and he felt responsible. Yeah. So he brought Superman back. So he is prepared then to sacrifice himself, knowing that Superman is around to look after the world. Exactly. Um, and that's how you write him out of that. And then that gives um, Ezra, um, you know, Ezra's Flash the motivation to mm-hmm. want to fix it to bring Ben back. Yeah, so you, you have that, and you can do many a things with that. One thing that I've always toyed with the idea of, because I'm a, a, a fan of the, the um, Arrowverse, mm-hmm. the whole TV show universe, is they had a little, like, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it, but they had a cameo where Barry sees multiple different individuals or multiple individuals get shown to you one of them being Ezra Miller as the Flash they meet they speak I'm like cool perfect we utilize that as a way of tying everything together so maybe he runs past maybe we have it that you know what the speed force is this gigantic tunnel that is just made up of multiple images. Maybe it could be a, a road and each road veers off, like there's different exits and each road veers off to a different thing. And as he's running, he starts seeing stuff. Maybe he sees, you know, Joaquin Phoenix doing the thing with his mouth to make the Joker. And maybe he runs to another one and he sees- Gerard Leto. Gerard Leto. Maybe he runs to another one and, you know, he sees a whole bunch of things. You have him see even Robert Patterson as much as I'm totally against that dude is Batman, you know, you, you do all of these things, you make all of it happen. So you say, all right, a multiverse exists. All of this stuff happened. Everything you've ever seen, whether it's 
Batman return, returns, Superman returns, you know, Smallville, whatever it is that you saw that you're a fan of, it happened mm-hmm. just in a multiverse. We have a multiverse, except that it exists. Goes off, he does his thing. Maybe whatever he does, he makes changes. And every time Barry makes change, it has an adverse effect. So he does one change, Wonder Woman's at war with Aquaman. He does one change, all of the Justice League is dead. He does another change and... Justice Lords. Justice Lords. Every time he does it, there's another change. And what he results on is he basically feels, I have to either recruit myself or recruit Batman. He winds up recruiting a Batman. Maybe we have it that it is um, Michael Keaton. And Patterson. Yeah, maybe it's Patterson, maybe it's Keaton, whoever it needs to be. He winds up with them. They hash out some kind of plan. And then, you know, but you you make it distinctive that you say, after this, you can't go back. No matter what happens, you're done after this. You go back to your time and whatever is set is set. No matter how different it is, no matter how bad you want it, no matter how good you want it. Okay, cool, fine. And he's like, Barry, promise me. You know, and it's like, because we've already established that kind of Batman brought you in, Batman basically was like, almost like a father figure to you. Yeah. He kind of put that hand on your shoulder and guided you into this world. So when he makes you make a promise, you have to keep it. Okay, yeah. Done. He goes back, and when he gets back, everything is how Warner Brothers as a company would want it. Mm-hmm. Whoever they want as Superman as Superman, whoever they want as Batman as Batman. If they decide that, you know what, they're going to, try and go for a Batman Beyond movie or styled movie, you know what? When he gets back, he's like, everything seems perfect. Everything seems perfect. Everything's worked. You know, the Justice League, they're all here. And then maybe he hears a voice and is like, Barry, you're going to sit down. And he turns around. And instead of it being Affleck, it's Keaton. Mm -hmm. And he's like, ah... And it's that realization you can't, you made a promise, you can't go back, you can't change what is. Mm-hmm. That gives us a reason to have Keaton there. And then maybe Keaton's like, you know what? As I was saying, we can't, I can no longer do this. I'm too old. I don't have the body to do it anymore. However, here's someone who can do it. Maybe he brings out Dick Grayson. Maybe he brings out Terry McGuinness. Maybe, hell, shit. Maybe you make a whole film where he's bringing out, he's looking for his replacement. Maybe that's the the Batman film that follows this. But then after that, that whole flashpoint, you give the Man of Steel Mm 2. You say, you got Man of Steel 2? You give Superman all the moments he wants, but his two primary issues he's got to deal with is Lex Luthor causing him problems as as, um, Clark Kent. And Brainiac causing him problems as Superman. And it's like, shit, you have to deal with this. And after that, you can go off on a tangent and do what you want. I'm sure like it would have been a point by that where I've given you, you know, five to five, six years of... That's very similar to my thought process actually as yeah. well. So Alex, what would you do? Um, kind of a, a little mixture of both of the two suggestions that have come so far. Um, my mind is Warner Brothers messed up when they got rid of Zack Snyder. At the end of the day, as already mentioned, he was the architect of it. They should have just stuck the course, let him finish Justice League and, and do his plans. The fact that they 
messed us with Justice League up, okay, we have to sort of like right swipe under the rug and, and move on. Yes, I'm excited about the Snyder Cut, um, but as always been mentioned, if you start then using that as a jump off point, are people can get confused, this case and the other. I like the fact that they've been going with the standalone sort of style of things at the moment. Yes, there's little sort of nods here and there. Obviously, Shazam had the Superman cameo, if you want to call it, if you want to call it that. Well, he um, was. It wasn't. It wasn't said that he they filmed him actually in it. Well, okay. like, no, Cavill uh, wasn't available, so he just got a body double. Yeah, oh. got a body double. He was supposed well, I mean, to be even. He was supposed, he was to, be supposed to be a full face, but he wasn't available for filming. Yeah, he wasn't available. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even just the little nods of just like you know, with the Batman's cuddly toy mm. and stuff like, that. just little things like that, you know. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. kind of got the flavor of everyone's kind of existing in the same universe. Mm-hmm. But I think if they're going to do Flash, um, it's got to be a Flashpoint. Um, as Neil was just saying, it's the perfect opportunity. Mm. I'm also a fan of like the Arrowverse and that kind of stuff. So the fact mm. that they've already had Ezra Miller, um, and the TV show Flash sort of interact. Uh, Grant Gaston. Grant Gaston, yeah. But it's the yeah. perfect opportunity, really, just to be like, look, get people on board with this idea of a multiverse. It's the one thing that actually Marvel hasn't sort of done yet. So you've finally got a leg up on Marvel in, in that respect since you've been um, playing catch ups in, you know, ever since they launched. Get people on board with the idea of a multiverse. That way you can just pretty much continue with how you're doing it. You can have the Joker, which has got pretty much nothing to do with anything else. Fantastic movie. You can go off and do your Birds of Prey, which, yeah, again, okay, it was what it is. But, you know, you can go off and do that if you want to experiment. Pattinson can come in as Batman and have his Batman movie. It's There is, yes, obviously that element, I suppose, of the audience getting confused. But I don't know whether... The, obviously, yeah, as is mentioned, you know, the comic book fans, we get the concept of a multiverse. That's not really too much of an issue for us. Would the casual fan get to grips with it? I don't know. But does the casual fan, I mean, yes, obviously the Marvel movies make money, so people do go and see them. But does the casual fan want to have to go and see every single movie that Marvel kicks out in order to keep up the story? Yeah especially now with Disney Plus and they're going to have all the TV shows and all that kind of stuff kicking in as well. Yeah. If you're missing something, are you going to feel left behind? If you go with this sort of multiverse kind of thing of DC, you know what? I don't have to watch you can every movie. I can pick and like. choose what, I, yeah, what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can keep the casting that's working. So you've got Gal Gadot still as Wonder Woman. You've got Momoa um, as Aquaman. You can do your Aquaman 2. Um, obviously, Wonder Woman 2 is already coming out. I think I've just read today that 3 is on hold at the moment. But obviously, mm-hmm. you can keep your casting for that. If you want to do any recast, you can do recast, you can do Elseworlds, you can do multiverse, whatever it is you want to do. You've, you've sort of got free reign, free reign to do it because they've been trying to catch up with Marvel and, you know, doing a consolidated universe and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So I just in my mind, you've got to cut your losses as much as, you know, I think it could have worked if they stuck with Snyder and they've sort of seen it through. But the fact that they sort of, you know, got rid of him and, and went the way they did, cut your losses and go with what's working. You know, Aquaman's made a billion dollars, mm-hmm. Joker the same. Um, obviously Wonder Woman done really well. The second one, everyone's, you know, really looking forward to. Just great trailer for that alone. second, for that great trailer for that second Wonder Woman, the Wonder, Wonder Woman 84, really good yep. trailer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just, you know, stick, stick with what your sort of, or what seems to be the new plan, which is, good stories with good characters regardless of how they interact with anybody else if you want to have a little nod here and there to sort of you know 
tip, tip of the hat to the fans. Oh yeah, look, you know, this this person sort of exists in in this world, and so be it. But you don't have to have everybody all crammed in. Um, otherwise, you just end. As much as I enjoy the Marvel movies, and you know, as for me personally, you know, comic book fan, Batman's my guy. Um, so a lot of the Marvel characters, although I enjoy all the movies, apart from like X Men and Spider Man, I never really read as in, in the comic books. Um, but I do enjoy the movies. Um, but you do have to literally, okay, if I miss one of the movies, you sort of suddenly feel like you're, you're out of the loop of the story and, and what's going on, at least with, you know, the DC, at least the route that they're going at the moment. You know, Birds of Prey yeah. comes out, you don't hear very good reviews, or I'll give that a miss and I'll, <laughs> I'll wait for it to come out on DVD yeah. or whatever, <laughs> you know. And that's, Chris, what about you? That's my two cents anyway. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Flashpoint is the key to a lot of it, but... I just have no trust in the feature film studio uh, body to writers to put it into practice. Mm-hmm. Flashpoint is such a, a su- it's such a good animated movie. And if you haven't, for those of the listeners who haven't been t- taking the time to go and watch the animated DC uh, Flashpoint, it is one of the best animated mm-hmm. comic book. I call it a film, comic book, extended comic book um, cartoons that I've ever watched, seen. And that includes original Batman series, original uh, Spider-Man animated series. Um, I just don't trust it. I don't, tr- I don't trust the writers uh, beyond the ones who seem to have a passion for it. So the reason for me why Wonder Woman has been a success is the director, the team around it, know exactly what they want to do. And they know that and they've got the character down. So that's why that's a success. That's why I watch one. I can rewatch Wonder Woman because I, when the film, with a film, even though it has got a weaker third act, it ties together well. Like, oh, it's, a, it's a brilliant film. Mm-hmm. And brilliant. the trailer for two looks amazing. Amazing. And, I, mm-hmm. and I'm interested to see what happens next. Aquaman, I watched Aquaman one. I liked it. It was a bit of a threadbare, his family story's a bit threadbare on it and the reasoning behind that with the Nicole Kidman bit. But like actually the middle bits and the action bits, I was quite happy with it. I quite liked it and his journey to becoming King of Atlantis. Um, you know, I've spoken to Ken a lot about the character's on, Ju- on the Justice League, and every single one has been fine. You know, there was never the characters, there was never the actors that was a problem in the film. The, uh, you know, uh, Affleck, great Batman, Moma's a great um, Aquaman, Wonder Woman's good, Cravel obviously is a great Superman, um, and Ezra Miller, probably the weakest out of all of them, but still fine as the Flash, perfectly happy yeah. with him as the yeah. Flash. You know, like, and I, you know, we're talking about a uh, Superman moment, and I've talked to a few other people about it. My Superman moment for Man of Steel is still the end, is the neck crack. That's my, I talked to Ken about this recently, that the neck crack where he sacrifices Zod is my Superman, is what I've kind of come round to after watching it three or four times. I was looking for my Superman, I was looking for my helicopter or my plane crash. And it's not any of those things, funnily enough, given that Man of Steel is an action film and the Smallville fight is amazing in it. The neck crack is the, Zod is the killing of Zod is the, the Superman moment because it's the moment where he chooses the humans above his own race for me, yeah. and I've come round to that feeling that yeah. he didn't, he then never wants to kill anyone in those films. He never wants to. He's got that right, but he's left with a choice of do I kill someone who knew my father and is a is a, a fellow Kryptonian that I don't know and any more exist, or do I save this family and he saves the humans, you know, and that for me now coming round to thinking about it is my Superman moments. So I've got no problem keeping all those characters. The Snyder Cut is interesting. I want to see where it goes. 
but for me, like <laughs> a left field choice, I'd be getting rid of all those writers. I'd be bringing in the animated series writers because I've yet to see a DC, except for the most recent stuff, but anything from the 2000s and mid late 90s, the animated stuff is so much better. It's so much better written. The stories are good. The characters are, uh, characters are well written. You know, um, and I just feel like they don't, um, they don't get the characters they're writing about. Yeah. They don't get Superman. They write about, they write great films, like action film, brilliant. Superman Returns, Singer got closer to the character, but he got taken off because, uh, the team got taken off because it wasn't action enough. Then Man of Steel comes around. You watch Man of Steel, yeah, okay, yeah, you liked Man of Steel, but I'm still jonesing for my character. And they, and I've said before in other podcasts that the, the people at Warner Brothers don't, and the writers around that, just don't get what makes Superman tick. Mm-hmm. What makes him tick? You've got to tap into that. You've got to tap into because he's basically an invulnerable character. You've got to have some sort of reason why. You've got to have something to hook on him. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to feed him Dark Side. I'm going to feed him, you know, um, Steppenwolf. Because he's just going to be in, in, in all the comic books. Like anyone physical gets completely slaughtered by him mm-hmm. because he's but, just so powerful. So you've got to have something that, you know, um, one of the things that sticks with me with Superman is the Black Mamba um, animated from Justice League, mm-hmm. where... Um, Great episode, yeah. Yeah, where he gets given a present by... Is it Kang, the Conqueror? I think who... Or, well, no, no, it's from um, the fight... One of the, the world where it's, uh, the whole world's a, a fighting zone. I can't remember his name now. But basically, he comes and gives him this Black Mamba thing. It goes on his face, and it shows him the life that he would have had on Krypton mm-hmm. as a regular guy with a regular wife, with a regular son, working with his dad, working as a family man. And he's envisaging this, and he's got in the back of his mind, he's got this pang of like, this, this isn't real. And the whole episode is about the Justice League trying to get it off him, but in, in his world, it's him and Jean Jones with Ruth Lefty trying to sh- break down the walls to this world. And it's what, it, the, what he wants more than anything is to be a normal guy living a normal life with a normal family. Mm. And when, that, when he finally breaks through the, the mind control and realizes that what he saw and experienced, because he experienced all the emotions and the feelings of it was real, his own son, when he realizes that's been taken away from him, that's pain for Superman. Mm-hmm. That's, where the, that's where you get him, and then he goes completely mental at the guy, and basically nearly kills him, because he's, because he, he, they get, because of the animated show, they got that that's what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's that, that's what I don't get with the other the, uh, the films. Some of the characters, they just don't get them. You know, BVS and, Justice League, there was just not enough good writing around the characters. It's true because even the characters, would... emotional attachment to the characters. Yeah, because if you hear the way Cavill speaks about Superman and the character, he gets the character. Mm. Yeah, you know, he gets the importance of it. He gets. He plays it well. He, hope. he clearly plays he gets it well. the fact that you know kids look at him and see Superman and what he needs to bring to that, and he said how it's changed him as a person. Yeah, I read that. So you know he he gets it, but you know saying but the writers the writers aren't portraying it. So in terms, in terms of the DCU, what they've got coming up is obviously they've got uh, Wonder Woman 2. Uh, it's been pushed back to October. Um, so you've got Kirsten Wiggs, Cheetah, Pedro Pascal as Maxwell Lord. You've got Su- The Suicide Squad, like James Gunn. Um, that's due for around August 21. Um, so you've got Margaret Robbie, Jay Courtney, Viola Davis, and Joel Kinnaman. They all come back, same roles. But Jared Leto and Will Smith, not, not there. But they've got John, John Cena, Storm Reid, Peter Capaldi. Um, and they've got Idris Elba, Sh- um, Sean Gunn, and Takita, uh, Takita, we can't even say his name now. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Takita Um, They're all in it. Um, obviously, you've got the Batman, which I think is very much going to be its own 
trilogy or however many movies that turns out to be. Um, you've got um, Andy Serkis. Um, you've got uh, your Jeffrey Wright. Um, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Paul Dano as Riddler. Colin Farrell as Penguin. You've got the Black Adam movie um, with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, which is very much going to be a focus on his origin story. Um, that's due in December 21. And that's likely to set up um, Shazam 2. And you've got Shazam 2 in the works as well, which will probably have the time between that and Black Adam, um, which may even set up a future confrontation between Black Adam and Superman. Superman. Um, yeah, and then you've got um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, which is going to be HBO Max in 2021. So there's a lot happening next year. Um, announced, well not announced but big rumours came from yesterday that Ryan Reynolds is going to be filming um, some pickup shots for Justice League as Green Lantern so it hasn't been confirmed yet but there is talks about it wow. obviously in the storytelling in the film you get to see the Green Lantern core in some of the flashbacks and stuff like that and it's from the film it's from um, the film the cuts are yeah. from the actual Green Lantern film yeah. and they show it and um, so it may be a case that they have him back and actually, you know what, here's your Green Lantern, he's ready to go. Because originally <laughs> Zack Schneider's Justice League was supposed to be Unite the Seven. That's how it was all marketed. Um, There's talk about Green Lantern. There was um, uh, Martian Manhunter, who's supposed to be the Colonel from Man of Steel. From Man of Steel, yeah. Um, he's mm. supposed to be in the background and still there. Um, but then, yeah, and then you've got the news that obviously uh, you've got... Um, the original, well, I say the original Batman, but yeah. my Batman um, from 1989. <laughs> you know, he's he's the Batman that I grew up with, um, with Michael the best coming back. Batman. And, you know, what <laughs> they want from him is to be sort of like the Nick Fury type role where he oversees things, yeah. their various um, plots and movies going forward. So much like Neil said, I can definitely see them. I think a lot of it's going to depend because obviously Wonder Woman 2 is already in the bag. Suicide Squad's already in the bag. So a lot of those releases... Are happening the more they get to see of um the uh, snyder cut in in real form that'll base a lot of decisions and depending on the feedback as like andrea said hbo wanted that because it's original content they saw what the mandalorian did for disney plus hbo max needed thing they needed original content um so that they're going to wait and see what happens and the way i think is i think it will be a bit of a flashpoint reset i think he will meet um uh, Michael Keane's Batman from 89 and very much like like we said the Arrowverse did the multiverse what they did is they called all obviously the Earths different Earths so they yeah. had the scene where uh, Robert Wall was in it and he replied he reprised his role as a report Alexander Knox from the original movie yeah. and yeah. you see him reading a newspaper seeing Batman captures Joker sees the sky turning red and he's like um, I hope you're watching this big guy and the original Danny Elfman theme tunes playing and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it was called Earth 89 now so you've and because obviously they did the Grand Gustin, uh, Grand Gustin meeting, um, other Flash, Ezra Miller's Flash, they've already established all of those elements in the multiverse. Yeah. So they can very much feed that. Now, what I found interesting was when I went back and watched the Earth eighty nine scene, the symbol in the sky is not the original Batman logo; it is the Batman Beyond logo. So I think what that Earth is already going to have is Michael Keaton as an older. Um, not as an older Batman, but as a retired Batman, and he already has a protege who is a younger Batman, um, or he's looking to retire, he's just retired, and that is going to be sort of like that. Because what will happen is, I think pretty much on the other side, when that resets, I think Affleck will be out, 
yeah. and Keaton will be in and that will be the Batman. But he will then have the Batman Beyond, a Batgirl and a Nightwing film spin off from that. Yeah. And yeah. he will be in each of those movies as part of that universe. And I don't see an issue with, at the beginning of each movie, them establishing which Earth they're talking about. So if you have um, the Justice League one as Earth one, anything that happens to that is Earth one. If you wanted your Robin Patterson movies, that can be Earth two. And you can, at the beginning of each movie, establish which Earth you're on. So you know kind of which franchise, franchise you're talking about. Because the Justice League, the way they, um, Snyder set it up, is um, Cyborg's got a huge role in it as well. That's supposed yeah. to be a Cyborg movie, um, yeah. which hasn't yeah. happened. You've got the Green Lantern. He's, and He's it, supposed to be a Flash spin-offs. Sorry? So it was, I think it was, initially, it was originally supposed to be a Flash Cyborg he's supposed team to be, up, wasn't it? Yeah. No, he's supposed to be in the, flat, the new Flash movie. Yeah, and it would make sense because yeah. he addresses Cyborg in the scene with Grant Gustin in Arrowverse as well. Yeah, you said so, that I told him it was possible. Yeah, 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 exactly. I told him. I told him. So I mean, it can all link together, but like you say, it doesn't need to be one timeline because I think DC's biggest strength is the multiverse. Mm-hmm. You can tell all these different stories, have these different people playing them, and whether you get Jared Leto back as Joker or you, God no, have, you know, Phoenix is just his own Joker, and that is just something completely. You can have all these different separations but you establish them via the earth that they're on. So yeah. the yeah, thing, but the thing Joker, is, because it's, it's a very arty film, if you were to stick an Earth 2 at the front of that, it would change the whole dynamic and image of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand yeah. that. So, so it, it, it can work, but yeah. I think it, it depends hard. on how it's, it's done. So whether they're going to do a Joker 2, I don't know. I yeah. don't think they're going to tie it into Patterson's it makes the most sense, but I, I don't know. I can't see it happening. Um, I don't think Phoenix wants to be part of that kind of franchise. I think mm-hmm. he pretty much signed on as a, I can do this. I can play this role and it's going to be my own thing. I don't see him playing ball on the bigger picture because again, apparently he's a little bit harder to work with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so very much like what each of you said, little bits and pieces of it. Um, it'll all tie in and then they'll just have their multiverse and anything they release they can it can be its own thing or it can tie in as much as one they want to bring Affleck back in the future they potentially can you know so it's... I wanted to interject right um, I think there was one point that is like it's, it's, a, it's a reoccurring point that a lot of people say where they're like well if if you know they deal with the multiverse will the general fan uh, understand it or acknowledge it I think we, as you know, quote unquote, comic book nerds who are like deeply passionate about this, <laughs> aficionados. Thank you, experts. <laughs> we are the aficionados of this, right? I think we kind of look at we kind of look at it almost like Simple. almost like the military, whereas like you know, if you're you know, if you served, you know, you you're military, and then you're a civilian if you didn't. We sort of look at it like if you're into if you're really into this you're passionate like you 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 were there for 89 batman and you were there for you know chris reeve superman that you know we kind of look at it as like there's a distinction between us and the general fan and i think we kind of have a feeling where we look at general people and think you're not going to get it like you're not going to understand because we've had years to embrace this stuff and i think well it was, uh, I think it was, it was, I don't know how many of you know Leo, uh, but, you know, I think it was Leo who said it very well in, in a thing. He said, 
one thing he doesn't like about superhero films is that we they always try and rehash the origin story and he's like don't treat people like they're idiots mm-hmm. yeah. I think there's enough films even if you you strip it away from superheroes there's enough films in the world that have dealt with alternate pasts alternate futures alternate timelines you know that and there have been other films that have come out that have explored the multiverse uh the one with jet lee i mean it's not a yeah. winning film that everyone had ever no, seen but it's there but it's a film that explores the the theory of the multiverse mm-hmm. so i think something like that we we shouldn't always just acknowledge oh you know what you you didn't like comic books until you know robert downey jr was iron man so <laughs> you're you're going to be an idiot in regards to understanding something of that nature you know i mean they've mm-hmm. explored multiverse and alternate timelines in star trek you know it's a thing that does exist and yeah i mean yeah i totally understand your point i i remember when, when we went to see the I don't know, like an affinity war it might have been endgame and I was talking to Ken and Sachs about the fact that this might well be the last set of these type of films that are aimed at us. Because, mm-hmm. and we have to sort of understand our, our place in our history of understanding these characters. You know, when my, my son's four, you know, I'm happily going to introduce him to these, these films when I'm later. By the time he's 16, 15, 16, 17, we can understand them. Yeah. These films are going to be that much older. Mm-hmm. And 89 Batman would have been like 45 years ago. Mm-hmm. So we can't sit here and try and uh, I think sometimes we just try, you analyze it too much about our own past experiences and we need to be quite mindful of the fact that the studios are trying to make it that but at the same yeah. time leave us leave, uh, make a movement forward with the times you know mm-hmm. and, and that's why I've got time for Patterson's Batman because we can't just keep going back to what it was and like I said to you before I agree with you on, on um, the Nolan trilogy has its own merits but for me, they are all about the step for the first one. The second two, it gets worse and worse because they're all about the villains. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight is all about Ledger. I'm yeah. sorry, it is. Mm-hmm. And from my point of view, it could be anyone in the Batman suit in that film. Ledger makes it. And also to a certain extent, Two-Face and how his character development goes. Mm-hmm. And then the third film, Bane is, from what I can gather, Bane comes into it more. And I like Bane as a character. I just don't get... As I was... I, I, so, so I said to Ken recently, as I look back at the Nolan trilogy, there are great points in it, but there are, I, I really am not a big fan of, of the Batman character in them. Mm-hmm. And Rich. now, Rich now. Can I, can I just sort of say something? Yeah, as, um, I don't know if I'm coming across as probably the least, I don't really, I've read the popular graphic novels, you know, I've mm-hmm. read uh, Flashpoint, I've read The Dark Knight, but. I'm not a comic book collector, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, but I love comic book movies. I've been mm-hmm. watching them since uh, uh, Richard Donner's Superman, all the way through Tim Burton, Batman, from the beginning of Marvel, Batman is my guy, Batman and Superman was... But at the end of the day, I'm confused listening to all the different Earth multiverses, like in this mm-hmm. conversation, yeah. And I'm just trying to say, I'm not saying it won't work. As I said in my thing, it could be the thing that makes Warner Brothers more, um, more interesting and separates them. Yeah. But let me tell you something. They need, first and foremost, to get their movies and their stories um, 
right. as a, a movie. Now, there is very cool shit in Batman, but I'll tell you now, in Batman versus Superman, but nothing about Bruce Wayne's dream of Superman and flying things and evil Superman made any sense to the film. Nothing that Lex Luthor's plan was made any sense to the film. Everything, when I watched the director's cut, everything they added in was like, oh, those, oh, now I see where those threads yeah. don't make more sense. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, those threads went nowhere. Mm. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. film, so when you say to me, Zach, and I love Zack Snyder, visually, the man is a king. He is a king. You know, uh, 300, Watchmen was beautiful. But, it was a beautiful film. You know, and it's maybe it's not his fault. Maybe it's D David Goya was either writer on it. Yeah, David. But ultimately, for the public to understand a multiverse, they've just got to make sure, as um, as someone else said, that they get those writers, and it could be getting in the animated series writers, make movies that first and foremost the the, the foundation is built that the general public understand that story in that film. And then you, I feel you can build upon uh, those with yeah. universities, yeah. different iterations. Because yeah. that's what's going to keep them from getting too confused. Because if, mm -hmm. if they're confused watching Batman vs Superman, and I understand why, it's not because they're sick. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I watch a film, I want to see, I want to see through lines, I want to see... Progression. Uh, pr yeah, yeah, plot threads coming to a close. I just don't want to see a million ideas thrown in one and then Doomsday thrown in at the end. Just, what the hell? Doomsday, a, a massive plot in itself. <laughs> yeah. Shoehorned in at the end. You know, and like... Don't get me started on that, man. Don't get me started on, <laughs> on, the, on the death of Superman balls up that film was. Absolute yeah. joke. Absolute joke. Well, the thing, is about the, the thing is about what those films did. The, the death of Superman didn't have the impact it needed because we didn't see yeah. Superman as a hero enough. Yeah. You know, because when this was all played, when this was all put out, after Man of Steel, it was Man of Steel 2 at Comic-Con. That's what they announced. It was equal. Yeah. Then it was Man of Steel 2 is going to have Batman appear in it. Yeah. Then it became Batman versus Superman, and they kept forcing the issue. Now, what they could have done is they could have gone straight to, like they did with the anime series, and gone to um, uh, Justice League War, have all your characters established. Here's everybody. Yeah. Crack on, enjoy. What a studio does is they look at their market demographic and they're like, who is going to spend money in the cinema? It's going to be your people between 30 to 50 years old. That's our target market. Yeah. So what we have is nostalgia. Yeah. Because they grew up on 89 Batman. They grew up with the Richard on Superman. Yeah. They grew up on all these things, which if we throw that back at them, they'll come back for more because the box office success of justice league was a shambles. It took like 600 million worldwide yeah. you know, for those characters it should have made billion, what billion and a half? You know? like, it should have made, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, more than Marvel because they are it more made, kind of characters. Yeah, it should have made yeah. all the money. So what they're doing now is they're looking, what have we got that can bring that demographic back to the fold? And because ultimately it's money. Michael Keaton, everyone loves Michael Keaton's Batman, so they're saying, right, actually, you know, Joel Schumacher, rest in peace, we're going to discard his movies. They're not going to be canon anymore, so it's going to come straight off of Returns. Return. So. You know, and the same, you know, Superman, when they do Superman Returns, we're going to disregard three and four, it's going to come straight off of two. They'll pick yeah, and yeah. choose what they want to fit their narrative to get the money. So this is where you want, like we say, creative control. You need someone to be able to say, hang on, let's refocus here. Let's yeah. make, let's have a look at what we're doing. 
we need to look at, like Chris said, the long-term and the short-term, because all these kids are coming through, they're going to see Michael Keaton and say, oh, he's the vulture. Oh, do you mean he's Batman now? Mm. Oh, hang on. Yeah. That's established Ryan, Ryan, yeah. Ryan Reynolds is the Green Lantern. I thought he was Deadpool. Yeah. You know, and so you're trying to pick up on all these old threads to make things cool for the shock value for those people who grew up on that stuff, but it's not going to wash with the younger audience. So no. they really got to have the right balance. They've got the right writing for the characters. The characters yeah. have to be likable and uh, meaty for these younger people to come into. Mm -hmm. you know, you go, and that's where Wonder Woman works. Women, go, you know, and, and I, I, it was aimed at women, uh, you know, women power and that, et cetera, and taking that and, and making that, uh, you know, impro improving the audience participation from that side of things as well was a key part of that. And, 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 and it worked. Mm -hmm. that, that, that was the focus, one of the focuses that was to show her as a strong character. That succeeded. Mm -hmm. You know, across the movie she's in, you, she's a strong character. Yeah. You know, it's been established now. And, and that, that was good. Right. We just, enough of yeah. that. we just had a drop in. Uh, yep. gang? Sasha, how you doing? All good, man. All good. Refreshed. I've eaten. Again. <laughs> Most important thing <laughs> to me, man. Eating on the last eat one. I was food, eating. Man. I was eating. He's eating on the other podcast. Now he's eating on this one. Jeez. <laughs> well, uh, you know this, man. He's always, he's always willing. So, always Sasha, willing before, we, before we wrap up, because you're coming to the end, if you had creative control, what would you do with the DCEU? Because you haven't heard what we've said. Five minutes oh, only. <laughs> oh, you guys ain't going to like what I would do. Go no on. Like come, 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 come. There's no way similar. I would I, I would do what they're doing right now. I'd concentrate on standalone movies that have no interconnection whatsoever to show that Warner Brothers as a company can still make decent movies. <laughs> I would also see this crossover shit. We don't know what we're doing quite clearly. So we're gonna carry on making decent movies. That means the whole superhero thing, bar one or two of them or whatever, we're going to put that on hold for about seven years to give people time to digest that shit. In the meantime, we plan out what our cinematic universe would be and look at early Marvel stuff, plan out a Superman through line franchise, a Batman franchise, a proper Wonder Woman franchise, as standalone films at first maybe have them cross over in the second film, sequels kind of thing, like those early Marvel ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then build it up to a Justice League War. Done. Boom. Where you can introduce the strange and the craziness. But this is really heavily on getting rid of the shit we've got now. Because in my eyes, you can't save that shit. Okay. It's so it's so <laughs> it's it, it's fucked up, man. And it was fucked up from BBS and you know what? I didn't hate Justice League. And I'll straight up say this. And do you know why I didn't hate Justice League? Because I knew it was going to be bad. I knew it was going to be shit. I knew it was going to be dog shit. So my expectations were so low that when oh. I came out, I was like, you know what? It's all right. right. It, was, yeah, it was all right for what it was. I will never watch it again. I will never own it. But, you know, Have I had a tried? few laughs. For me, Have you tried to rewatch it? Uh, no, but there's only one <laughs> thing I will take away from that movie. Um, when Flash when Superman sees Flash as he's running, yeah, yeah. that made the whole, that bit <laughs> made the whole movie for me. Okay. Yeah, that bit, because that's something we've all wanted to see, uh, you know, as comic book well, fans and stuff. That's like episode, so, that's like episode one, the pod race defense. Yeah, it is. The pod it race is. was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. But then so was the lightsaber fight. Lightsaber in, fact, in fact, you know what? Fuck, fuck that. Phantom Menace has more going for it than fucking Justice League does. Hands down. Yeah. Okay. And that's a whole other podcast. Okay? That's another oh, podcast. That's a whole five other podcast. podcast. But five, just, five hours. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, 
yeah, they need to. They just need a reboot. They need to reboot. Okay, so reboot. like if okay, but right, because I think the trouble is with the studio is they see the characters who got the potential. They know Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cavill. They have actually all got the potential to do really well in their own movies. Oh yeah, they do, um, they and that's why they need to reset it. You yeah. know, I think they've lost Affleck. I think he's lost interest in it. I think he feels yeah. quite beaten down by the studio. The, the, his own solo movie didn't go the way he wanted it to be. So I think he is kind of done. And I think you can reset it. And like we said, we mentioned Flash before point. about making um, Michael Keaton's Batman as part of that universe as the older one and bringing him in a younger Batman, like a See, Batman Beyond. Okay, so have you guys discussed the Michael Keaton this? Yeah. yeah, we have. You yeah. have. Okay, so here's the thing. A part of me is like, oh my God, that's fucking amazing. That's, that's, that's like the best news ever. And the other part of me is going, oh wow, yeah. this is blatant. Warner Brothers do what they always do. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, look, you know an exec just came Remember this room. guy who did this? Yeah, group? remember this he guy who did this? I've got an idea. Let's just throw him in. It's like the memories <laughs> from South Park. Remember? Yeah. Remember? Remember berries. Remember berries. One oh, thing said to me, right? Um, so, J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He had, I know obviously this isn't the same thing, but he had old Spock and new Spock, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Hell, why yeah. not just throw it in there like that? You Batman, have, for whatever reason, you've got an older Batman, an older Bruce Wayne, and a younger Bruce Wayne, mm -hmm. and maybe you can even have it at, at a point of view of that. <clears throat> maybe they have the same ideal. Obviously, they have the same ideals. They're both Bruce Wayne, but maybe the way that they go about it is different because, you know, Keaton's Bruce Wayne, he had, you know, he dealt with a completely different Joker. He dealt with a completely different Catwoman, a completely different Penguin. Yeah, because yeah. Keaton just straight up killed his villains, man. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking did mess around. Next. And close. Did he pull a sword out of a fire yeah, heater he at one did. point? He was a Bruce Wayne. Uh, the sword was as Bruce Wayne, though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. He was actually Bruce Wayne everyone at the time. Had, everyone had a problem with fucking... Ben Affleck killing Affleck. people. Man, Affleck, not Affleck. Keaton yeah, Affleck. Keaton did it. Keaton fucking just didn't give a fuck, bro. That's like small <laughs> problems. Like yeah, everyone. But I think, like, and that's, why, back that's to... why you didn't need Arkham Asylum because yeah. man, yeah. that's everyone. I think I, all of us like, agree that we need to re hit a reset at some point. Because oh, is that what everyone to... said? Pretty much. Pretty I much. think there's a consensus of. Flashpoints Flash need to fix them, <laughs> but everyone's see, see, like, "We need solo movies for a while." Yeah, that as I'm, well. Yeah, do you know what? I'm, I'm with with me. I don't even want fact. Fuck the fixing. Fuck the fixing. Fuck the flat. Just straight up reboot. Got nothing to do with that. Don't take the shit. You're gonna recast but, Wonder Woman. You're gonna recast everyone. Yeah, why not? Seven year gap. Boom. Let them. Yeah, this is the problem. If you had, if you had creative control, the share shareholders would get rid of you because you're like say, you're, you're talking, you're talking you're like twenty years, years down the road before you get justice. Everyone forget about that. Okay. Okay. All these things. I've got a contingency plan. Harry fucking Potter. I'll be like, yo, J.K. Write more of this shit. Just do like it. Okay. No one likes her at the moment. Just do your thing. That makes money. Whoever no, makes money at water, I'd be concentrating on those avenues yeah. while I lay the way, pave the way for my. my it won't my... take seven years to lay the way, man. 
Hey, hey, that's how long it was for. That's how long it took. It took Neil five minutes to lay out his twelve-year plan, man. Yeah. Man's man's got it. Man's got his plan. It took seven years. It took seven years for everyone to forget the stench of Batman and Robin, and for Nolan to come in. That's why I'm using the seven-year vibes here right now. All right. So who who would we have? So okay. So if because like for me, if we were gonna do a reset, I'd actually recast Lex Luthor as well. Please, oh, please, oh fuck yes! Please, please. <laughs> oh fuck yes. I got, I got to see that happen. I, you know, I, I dig Brian Cranston. I think he'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. so here's a couple of things. So if there were particular characters you'd recast, um, who would you recast and who'd give some ideas? And who would you maybe have for Green Lantern? I'll go first. Would you go um, Hal Jordan, or you go John Stewart? I'll go first. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I, I like. I, apart from Sack, I want to keep Cavill. I want to keep Wonder Woman. Mm. Um, recast Batman. Like, bring in if you're gonna use Keaton, then bring in Patterson and tie that in if you want to. If not, mm. find someone else with a young Batman uh, or Nightwing. Keep Mama. I like Mama. Keep yeah, Cyborg if he's gonna be in it, and keep mm-hmm. Cyborg. Um, and Lantern, I want John Stewart. Mm-hmm. And I like. Yeah, it would be nice for me. Would be like a. Um, if they're going to go down this whole thing that you've heard of, like Ryan Reynolds rereading some of the stuff, then bring that hell. Have Ryan Reynolds crash on Earth and have him be Hal Jordan, mortally wounded, giving it over to Hal, uh, to John Stewart for change. And, mm-hmm. have someone, and then have someone else who someone else can suggest. I'd have John Stewart in it uh, as the... Uh, I think uh, it's a shame because like we haven't seen enough of Hal Jordan and he was the original, but you know, it's I I I'd give John Stewart a try. Um, you know, he's Did you get more... for John Stewart? That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure who I'd get for John Stewart. You know, Tyrese Gibson I'm... really wants to be yeah. that character. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> if he was, if he wasn't man. already in uh, the Suicide Squad, now Idris would have been. Yeah, yeah. 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 Obviously, he's now, been yeah. so many roles, man. Idris has such. Idris needs to be in. There's so many roles that he would kill. The you know, and not just the roles that you would archetype him for. The thing he needs to do. I don't think Idris would do it personally. He's, no, sick, of, he's sick of the genre, man. He wanted yeah. out of his Marvel contract like bad. Yeah, Idris, yeah. Idris yeah. is in Suicide Squad. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, that, so I have John Stewart and then like with the Flash, I then, yeah, look at the Flashpoint. Um, but only, only if they're actually going to get, hell, just get the same guy who did the animated one. Just get him in. Yeah, get the writers of that in. And just, and just, Bear, I think his name is. Just, just get that man and write that Flashpoint properly. There's if you the, write, if, if you get a good I have is John Stewart. One's Sterling K. Brown. I think he's Ooh, an that's amazing a good chat. Yeah, that's a good chat. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's um, mm. He was in Black Panther. He was a brother. He was in The People vs. O.J. Simpson. He's in uh, This Is Us, which he's yeah. just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, either him or um, David, uh, oh, what's his name? David Oyelowo? I can't, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Stuff like that. Those two would be my picks for John Stewart. Definitely, definitely. And then, yeah, just make sure you get that flashpoint right and then go from there. And I tell you what, if it wasn't so controversial, I'd have Kevin Spacey back as Lex Luthor. Yes, thank you, man. But, then, <laughs> but if you're going to go with Brian Cranston, that similar thing, man, all you could do is you get Brian Cranston to watch Kevin Spacey in yeah. Returns yeah. and <laughs> play back Kevin, Kevin Spacey. impression of doing Lex Luthor. <laughs> no, seriously, because we, I think we agree, both me and Ken agree, I don't know if Satch agrees, but Kevin Spacey's Lex Luthor hit the nail Oh yeah, with, totally. With being Jackman's, with yeah. being yeah. sarcastically funny, yeah, but also ruthless, death-defyingly fucking scary when yeah. you cross him. You, you you had that switch in his look, mm. yeah, when you were playing with 
playing with someone and when he was being serious and I'm going to F your I recommended up. on um, so he's, he'd be my recommendation again if it wasn't controversial for uh, um, Norman Osborne yeah again yeah but, exactly because yeah. But that's because they got the character it's about that thing when you watch Superman Returns and you watch him twist that dagger in his side mm-hmm. like that man looks like he wants to kill that man yeah, he yeah. actually it well, comes not, across it's not even way. that it's just that whole scene isn't it because the, the whole, whole movie thing, the whole movie he's basically like imitating or oh, it's happens. his take on the uh, Gene Hackman performance yeah. Yeah. quite literally yeah, and you're like and you're like oh they're going for the Gene Hackman thing but the minute he's uh-huh. faced with <laughs> the minute he's faced with Superman he just flips the switch and he just becomes just as ruthless as a Smallville guy which is what you want. You yeah. want that ruthless streak. And you know what? That yes, like I said, Cranston can do that. Cranston's yeah, got Cranston can capacity do that easily. And you're just getting to watch those takes back and just see because you can't have Spacey, unfortunately, you know, for whatever reason. But you can't you can't I don't want to go back to what it was in BVS because that was just that it's not like even the even I know such a hate this TV show. The sweet even the fuck. Smallville Lex Luthor is better than that Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Alex Luther is better. I, I, agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Alex, who would you recast? Um, I don't know if I would actually recast because, like you say, everyone's been you know, Cavill is awesome as Superman. Um, mm. they've nailed it with Wonder Woman. Love him uh, as much as you know, Aquaman was an okay sort of movie, it made money, but you know, he's awesome as Aquaman. Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so I don't know whether I would sort of go down a recast. Yes, obviously, yeah. The Lex Luthor thing, I think everyone can pretty much agree that that was a misfire, mm-hmm. um, which is <laughs> which is a bit strange considering that Zack Snyder pretty much nailed it with everyone else, really, when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. He's, he's yeah, the guy behind the casting of everybody else. So it's unless he right. saw... Well, well, that's just it, though. <laughs> well, Casting-wise, okay. casting I mean, what you guys got to understand, casting-wise, that's not solely a director's decision. That's mm-hmm. yeah. a joint decision between the studio, the casting director, the producers and the director. <clears throat> I'll give you an example. Fantastic Four. Josh Trank did not want certain actors in that film, but he was mm-hmm. forced to have them because of the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of yeah, that stuff's come out now. Um, yeah. In terms of, in terms of uh, the studio, funnily enough, wanted Christian Bale. They went so far to offer him fifty million to come back as Batman. Mm-hmm. The reason why he didn't come back, Christopher Nolan's the producer on. The Definitely the first two films. Yeah. All Nolan's <clears throat> Nolan's involvement in the first film was just his name to get the movie made in the first place yeah. because uh, what's his name? He did uh, the Dark Knight trilogy with Goya. Mm-hmm. Goya didn't want <laughs> to do his take Man on Steel. Superman yeah. for years, like going back a good decade. So that sense. script was already written, and mm-hmm. as a favor to his friend, he put his name on the project. But his stipulation was, I don't want my Dark Knight trilogy being involved in that shit. He picked Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. It was Nolan that picked Ben Affleck because he was that adamant that Bale does not be part of that. Mm-hmm. And to be well, quite honest, <clears throat> yeah, it did. It dodged a bullet because I've seen those movies and like, if Christian Bale was in that, I would have been heartbroken, man. It's just like... Wow, it would have destroyed this... that the, the trilogy of that. The, the, the complete no, it, it wouldn't have destroyed the trilogy. The trilogy would still be the trilogy. It'd just be, oh man, it went down a really bad road. It's like a really bad. You know what I mean? Like, it, like Phantom Menace in the original trilogy. <laughs> um, yeah. what, what about yeah, really. <laughs> JJ Abrams' involvement with um, uh, sort of like Warner Brothers and AT and T? So he signed a contract with them now. So he's yeah. supposed to be doing some content. There's there's rumors they want him to direct Justice League Dark. 
but he might be doing some HBO Max exclusive stuff, but he's also going to have a hand in the DC, DC film. So what, well, the rumor is there anything is particularly got, you'd want to see him take on? Well, the rumor is he's doing Superman. Yeah, that's, that is the that's the big that rumor. Too. But here's the other rumor circulating around, and I do specify it's just a rumor. Apparently, that Superman movie is has an option with or without Cavill, which makes no sense from a continuity standpoint because Cavill's just signed a deal to come back at, to play him in bit parts in the movies that do connect with yeah. whatever they connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a rumor this morning that. Um, JJ was looking at Jake Gyllenhaal for Superman. Uh, and I don't know how true that is, but, you know, I haven't thoroughly looked at it, but these are the conversations that are going round at the WB. So... But it's just like a football yeah. team, like you blame the players. Don't blame the players. Yeah. Don't blame the, blame the management behind the players. Don't, uh, ch- chucking Cavill out with Barthor. Cavill has the potential to be an amazing... It's amazing, yeah. yeah. And he's still right got... And he's still got like 10 to 15 years going. Easy. Easily. Like, Easily. I want to do it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so, Go on, Andres. Yeah, I heard that same rumor, Sasha. Um, yeah. Apparently, uh, so JJ, the rumor is he's doing a Superman movie. Okay. Um, they haven't confirmed that is Henry Cavill. But the That's fact correct. that Cavill's signed on for bit parts in Black Adam and Shazam 2. Uh-huh. Would he really do that if he wasn't going to get his own movie? I mean, it's so far down the road that anything can happen. But at the right, age, yeah. I doubt he would have signed on for two cameo parts or two yeah. small parts without knowing that there's but a promise be. of there's his a own big, movie. Yeah, there's a film of his own yeah. in it. Yeah. But, but it might be that he's, he signed up for the bit parts precisely because of what, how they treated it in the, rec- in the recent past. And he's going to look at these bit parts and go, dip his toe in the water and say, do I really want to get myself back involved in this? I want to see where this is. I want to see where this is going. Yeah, just did an interview with Patrick Stewart recently. He says, and I hope to play him for many more years. I hope to get the chance to play him for many more years. He wants it. He really wants to play that character. Surely the the commitment he's got to do in terms of like just the fitness level. I mean, how jacked is he? You're not going to go for all that for just a couple of like bit parts here and there over the next few years. There must be, he must have had some sort of commitment to be like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm going to come in and do these couple of parts, but I want a Man of Steel 2, you know, whatever it's going to be called and and whatever uh, formation. Who do you want as the antagonist for Man of Steel 2? See, Uh, at at the end of the day, it's got to be Brainiac, surely. when When it comes to signing a contract, you know, that's fine. He signed that for a Man of Steel too. That doesn't necessarily mean that's that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Still, yeah. even even though he's contracted for it, Affleck signed on to write, direct, and star. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> because ultimately, it comes down to the studio heads. I'll give you a good example: the previous Superman. Now, there was an interview. Now, Lex Luthor from Smallville. What's his name? Michael Rosenbaum. Oh, Michael Rosenbaum. He yeah, actually yeah. does a really good podcast called he does. Inside of You. Yeah. Inside of You, and, yeah, yeah. And he, he did an interview with, uh, what's his name? Brandon Ralph. Brandon Ralph, yeah. He did a really good interview with Brandon Ralph. And Brandon Ralph, you got to understand, when he was Superman, that was his 15 minutes of fame. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you could go nowhere without seeing The Man of Steel anywhere. No. Because that movie, the advertising on that was ridiculous. And, it was ridiculous, and, and, yeah. And, 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 you know, we all thought, myself included, that he was going to be Superman for a very long time. Brian yeah. Singer was signed for, signed to do a Man of Steel sequel. Yeah. And then, basically, 
basically that fell through. Now, the fact of the matter is, Man of Steel didn't make the super money, but it did break even. Mm-hmm. And not only did it break even, it was one of those movies where it was like, we can just bin it, or we can do another one, but it's all dependent on the director of the first one. And it's all dependent on Brian Singer. And what did Brian Singer do? He chose to do different movies. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to get out of a contract with Warners, which is why he did the Peach movie. No, the the, the fucking uh, giant giant movie with uh, Beast from X Men. What's it? Jack and the Beanstalk type thing. Oh, James and the Giant mm. Peach. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Jack, Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack, Jack the Giant Killer. Oh, yeah, giant okay. yeah that was Brian yeah. Singer, and that that's the most un-Brian Singer movie ever. In fact, I didn't, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't know yeah, that. It's a, film. Yeah, yeah. it's a Brian Singer film, I swear to God. And you know what? I guarantee you his DOP directed that because as what's come out, man likes to disappear on set every now and again. So for for reasons I won't disclose on this podcast, but yeah, CD purposes and all of that. But anyway, dude, dude did that movie. And he just didn't want to do a Superman movie because he threw his rattle because people didn't like Returns. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean he, he literally and so he just decided to go back to x-men you know what i mean and he couldn't direct uh first class because he had this contract with warners because he yeah. was supposed to direct first class because if you right. look at it he co-wrote it because he did the story it was his mm-hmm. story um and then matthew vaughn a better director came and made it amazing <laughs> and uh yeah, yeah. um uh, i mean i like his x-men films except for apocalypse but returns but, yeah he, Returns he, is, is like his own film. It's like a film for him. Oh like, yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's just, it just comes across as that. Yeah, there's very uh, there's only a few elements that kind of spoil Returns. Generally, it's quite a good movie, um, but mm-hmm. there were a few elements that just didn't quite work. And but Brandon Routh the Superman, I thought was fantastic. He was fantastic. He was fantastic. Yeah. But the thing he was, was, he was thrown under a bus mainly because Brian Singer just didn't want to continue with Superman. Yeah, basically. And they blamed him. And they blamed his his portrayal of not being actiony enough at the time. In, yeah. the, in the original, in the original criticisms that came out in the aftermath of the film, you know, lot too much was leveled at him, and not at the actual, well, both him direction, and the film. Yeah, See, it wasn't direction, thoughts. but like, they just looked like what they did with it. Because we all agree we liked the moment with the plane. I loved the moment with any of his, any of his interactions with Lex Luthor are good, mm-hmm. you know. But we, you know, and then we, we, you know, if you have watched the crossovers, one of the high points, the crossovers on TV was him coming back to do Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come Superman. And he was the same Superman from Returns. He was the Returns. same Superman from Returns. And he slayed it as yes. that Kingdom Come Man, You know and what? he looked he the part up, so much. He showed up in one scene where he's fighting the, the, the TV version. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this straight <laughs> up. I'm say straight up. I don't like that TV version. And you know what? No. I don't like him even more now. Do you know why? Because when you had them both squared up to each other. I'm like, well, there's Superman and there's a kid in co- cosplay. Yeah, who the hell is this guy? Literally, who the hell is this guy? And, it, and now he's got his own show with Lois. And now he's got his own show. And that me. Shut up, he's got his own show. Yes, Superman and Lois show. Watch, Flashpoint, we're going to have Dean Kane back. Watch. Because Dean Kane's already been in Supergirl. Uh, yeah. Flashpoint, baby, anything goes. Yeah. <laughs> Even in Supergirl, they've had her play, the woman who played Lois play her mom. Hey, Hatcher, so, mom. Dean Kane was her dad. She's played two characters in the same show. Dean Kane was her human dad. The human guy, who, the dad who took her in mm-hmm. is Dean yeah. Kane. That's his, his assignment. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, uh, God for that, anyone, uh, I do Danvers, not watch these shows. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make you laugh, Sasha, right? What you said when you saw that little clip. Yeah. That was a running joke throughout the whole crossover, was every time Lois saw another version of Superman, she was like, oh. she'd look at that Superman, and then she'd look at her Superman and be like... Man, I, I did not get the... What, yeah. I didn't get the right Tom one. Welling, Tom <laughs> Welling was hilarious because Tom Welling was proper buff and he was trying to hide it with the clothes and the lumberjacks, yeah. But he was like <sighs> twice the size. He was twice the body size of Tyler. And he just, it just looked ridiculous. It yeah. looked, you looked ridiculous. The guy looks like a wafer-thin piece of biscuit. He's just... Mm. Whenever, when I watch, I watch Supergirl and like, I have to say, there are moments when it's whack, but there, are mo- there have been some, some story arcs that have been quite meaningful in terms of outside of the comic book world, like, yeah. like uh, alien, well alien, um, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. basically, like, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I can't remember what I was but like, I, when I heard they were going to be Superman into the TV show, it was just like, no, 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 no. Uh, because then they had to write off these completely random storylines as to why he wasn't staying and kicking mm-hmm. everyone's butt. Because if you're Superman in a TV show, you should be kicking everyone's butt. Yeah, I, uh, you know, and, and and this is my problem with with all of this shit. TV, yeah? with, yeah. all right. I'm gonna probably go on the rant here, okay? Well, Not too long. Uh, just two minutes. Let me get these these cast members in. <laughs> yeah, Neil, yeah, give yeah, us your casting because we're gonna wrap yeah. this up in a minute. Go on, let's go. We'll go off. Oh, we'll all stop right. recording. So, go on. Uh, if I right, so if we're talking about Green Lantern, mm-hmm. right? For me, I I would prefer to see um, John Stewart. Then mm-hmm. Al Jordan, uh, and I really, truly, I only have three names that stand out for me, right? And this is not in order of decision. It's just these mm-hmm. are the three names that stand out: is Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I know. Yes, we've had him as as Killmonger, and he's iconic. Yeah, but that. this is DC. It's fine. But, it's DC. You know, people switch, so I'm like Michael B. Jordan is one. Michael Jai White is probably my oh, draw. yes. Michael Jai yes. White, number one draw. Yeah, I would. Oh, you say yeah. his name. That is that is my choice. I, I yeah. think he's asked to play. He's put his name in the ring. Uh, he's up for, yeah? Yeah, he's up for it. Yeah, he's up for it. Good. We pick and up that only, phone. <laughs> the only other person would have probably have been Common, but that's because I'm I'm a fan yeah. of him. I think mm-hmm, he has yeah. that kind of stoic. Uh, way about yeah, look, yeah, yeah. the way that John Stewart character differs from how Jordan I get that yeah I yeah. get that yeah. and, and in regards to Luther I mean to be honest like I'm probably one of the few people who I'm like it didn't Jesse Eisenberg didn't bother me oh right oh, he's not the worst thing in that film but he's yeah. he's, he's like number like, five, five only just behind doomsday right? <laughs> top five <laughs> like, top five worst things I've, <laughs> I've seen I've seen things but I'm like even that little clip of him at the end of Justice League sitting on the boat, I'm like, you know what? If this is how you behave from here on forward, I can get behind it because you know what? It's an origin story. I'm not supposed to see you in your final form when I first see you. Let me see you get to your final form, especially if you started out as like a punk kid, snot running down your lip while you're ringing. Now the bell has been rung and the snot's dribbling down your lip. You started out there, but you grew up you got out of jail and you got reformed in jail and you came out as the Lex Luthor we all want to see. But if I had to recast, if, you know, we, we want a, a stronger version, I'm like, okay, Mark Strong, 
Yeah, he's, he's, he's been in yeah. Shazam though. Shazam though, yeah, that's oh, the only yeah. time. Yeah, I was gonna say that's well, the only time. He's right. a villain in Shazam. Yeah, uh, J.K. Simmons, but he's been Gordon, so that would have been a, yeah. a that's an opportunity. But we're resetting. Anything is yeah. possible, but yeah. Jason Clark. Jason Clark. Yeah. Pet Simmons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ooh. Yeah, he was the villain in Iron Man, and he, yeah. he played a good yeah. villain in Iron Man. Yeah. He was good in Iron yeah. Man. But I'm, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. That, okay. That's, that's my draft. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, before we sign off on, on terms of recast, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sort of like, again, I think that they. It's weird because I'm with Sasha as well. That you know, reset, start again. But the problem is, is they did really pick good actors. It was none yeah. of their fault. Mm-hmm. You did. know, I. Affleck was really good at that as Batman. Oh, man, he was, he was a good sick. Batman, but he doesn't show much interest. Cavill is a good Superman. The only people that I would recast is, I guess this is a common thing, Lex Luthor. And yeah, the obvious choice is Brian Cranston. That's because that's who I heard originally. And I just see him in my head. I can really see yeah. Walter White. Just, just be Walter White. <laughs> and like you know, we're like deep in season four, where you're a criminal mastermind. Um, it's, and it's I'd re- white, but with like all the resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, when, um, he, when, he, um, when he organizes that like prison kill of like what is it like six guys in two yeah, minutes? Yeah, that is yeah, Lex yeah, Luthor, basically. Yeah, yeah. Lex Luthor. Yeah. In fact, I remember watching Breaking Bad, thinking that's some Lex Luthor shit right there. Yeah. Um, you know what? You know what? The the, the fit, oh man, Walter White, yeah, is an interesting character because I there are episodes where I really hate Walt because he does so many yeah. dumb shit, dumb stupid yeah. things, yeah. and then and then later on as he gets more evil, it's like wow, yeah, you, you just you think how far does he just come yeah. from, man? Yeah. It's like it's not- you know about Lex Luthor though. Like um, again, coming back to Arrowverse, I mean, they've recently cast him in Supergirl. From uh, what's his name? John Cryer. John Cryer. So yeah, so so like yeah, so so Superman comes in. Superman, I'm like, I don't know, some random guy, and I see him. I'm like, no, nope. John <laughs> Cryer. I, I hear John Cryer is gonna be Lex Luthor. I'm like, fuck, they're fucking this show up. Man comes in. He's good. And he is good. He is good. good. And the last series, like the least series, <laughs> just come where they because uh, he was the best bit that came out of the crossover. Yeah. The whole way that, because I, I know Satch, you saw what happened in the end. Did you see that in the end of the crossover? No, I didn't. I didn't see what Basically, happened. Basically, they clips. gave him the book, and the world was rewritten to Lex Luthor's point. So he wrote himself as the good guy, as a philanthropist. Mm. And then he gave the memories back to everyone. All the superheroes got their, kept their memories. So they all knew him as a bad guy, but everyone in the world, including their friends, thought he was the best guy in the world. Times man of the year. And then in the series, what they did really well was they made him Think, reflect on the fact that he was too busy about the, about Kryptonians and focus more on the bigger plan. Mm-hmm. And then gradually through the series, they bring it back to the fact that he can't lose that craziness about Kryptonians. He can't mm-hmm. get Superman, Supergirl out of his brain. Like mm-hmm. they're like a, like, like just put inside his brain, and, it, and that's his weakness. And that's what I liked about how they made the character. They made the fact that he hated them a weakness of him, right. and that and, and that he would overlook things. Or mis- make make mistakes that Lex Luthor would normally make, because of the fact that he hated them so much. I like the emotional attachment they gave him mm-hmm. to Supergirl and less so to Man of Steel because uh, so, so Superman, 
sorry, because of the show, but he's been amazing in that, and the way he's dealt with the character has been so and that's refreshing. The, yeah, and that's the difference between a good, written, Lex well-written Lex Luthor as opposed to yeah, Eisenberg, yeah. who's just being weird for weird sake. But then we've got, yeah. to look at the, we've, got to, we've got to look at the Arrowverse and say, look, we're looking at these people like Greg Beeman, directors and stuff, who've been in it since Smallville, like 2000. Mm-hmm. Like, these guys have been making superhero TV shows for nearly 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like they seem to have got their formulas. Not maybe they don't hit the mark every single time, mm-hmm. but they have their general formulas for character creation and linking mm-hmm. down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, the weakness of Flash, some of the villains, great things about him. Uh, reverse Flash, single handedly one of the best comic book TV Arrowverse villains. I love the Reverse oh, Flash. Oh, brilliant. In the, yeah. in the TV that was show, a good season. He is. Yeah. yeah, that was a good season, but he's been in it back in it, Satch. And oh, every time they've written him back into it, he's been great in it. The character of him and the way that um, he plays him. But anyway, off topic, let's move on. Um, well, that's pretty much it. We're yeah. going to wrap the podcast up there. I think we've, I think we could fix the, if we could fix the DCU <laughs> if we had creative control, but um, we'll send this out. 12 years. When we post this, we'll tag Warner Brothers in, get someone to listen. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> Neil's, Neil's ready. He's got his phone, he's ready. Hashtag save the league. Hashtag save the league. Right. So, um, right. So, yeah. Where can we find you guys on um, social media, Andreas? Uh, on social media, I sort of mainly promote me making sandwiches and making music. So, if you search for Muddy Loop on Instagram um, or Facebook, uh, you could hear our music, uh, watch me sort of eat. <laughs> nice. Eat, eat, make music and watch movies. That's, that's pretty much me. So Muddy Loop, M-U-D-D-Y-L-O-O-P, all one word. Muddy Loop, lovely. Uh, Neil, where can we find you? Uh, Instagram, you can find me on Instagram at shoot for moon picks. But it's shoot, the number four, moon, P-I-C-S. Uh, well, you don't see. Warner Brothers. Pay attention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're going to see me doing some stuff. Uh, your roadmap. Yeah, you're going to see me. You're going to see my food, basically. My food and, you know, the back of my nephew and niece's head while I get them nice. to play SNES and, you know, that's about it. Hashtag raise them right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you on social media? Um, I'm on Instagram, but I'm, you know, not really promoting anything, but you can find me at Lex underscore Damon. Awesome. Uh, Chris, you're a ghost on social you media. You can't find me on the social media. You're a ghost. Uh, <laughs> Sasha, where can we find you? Sasha Manfrey on Twitter, or you could hit up my YouTube and check out my short films. Just type in my name, Sasha Alari. Check them all out and like them. <laughs> like them. Yeah. Like them. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. You can, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Kenan Talks Film. Um, that's K-E-N-A-N, uh, Kenan Talks Film. Um, please let us know your thoughts on this episode. Um, suggest some movies and franchises for us to discuss in the future. Um, you'll be able to catch all our episodes, future episodes, um, on YouTube, iTunes, uh, or Stitcher, um, as we're part of the Zito's Gang crew. So thank you very much for listening. This has been Creative Control from Zito's Gang. Peace out. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.